0: my name is Kate and I'm
1: Carly, and this is Culprits, Crafts, and Crimes. <laughs> Woo! First episode. Very
0: first episode.
1: Here we go. <laughs> and um, due to our lovely name, Crafts is included. So yes, that does mean we are making crafts today. <laughs> and so while we'll be talking, we will be making some cool perler beads. Um, if you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, they're cute little beads that I used to do all the time when I was a kid. Like, you get all these little fun colors, and you put them on a little thing, and then you have your dad iron them, because you're not allowed to use the iron <laughs> exactly. by yourself yet. And you, like, make them into magnet strips or keychains. and uh, we're making spooky scary ones today. I'm making a little cat with a pumpkin. <laughs>
1: yes, and yes, due to the Halloween thing we've got going here, I'm going to be making a candy corn, so... Uh, That'll first be... of all,
0: gross. Candy corn is gross. You can't convince me otherwise. I love it. <laughs> but hey, a couple things to know about us, because I know some of you don't know us personally, and most of you do, which, hello, thank you I for being here. family. It. <laughs> yeah. you guys are great. Um, we are, obviously, brand new podcasters. Carly and I are both 21 years old. We're both Woo. in school. I know, drinking age. Both in school studying criminal justice right now, which is what helped form this little podcast. She and I met... Uh, working together in the restaurant industry. Don't recommend. Not super fun. (laughs) Not the greatest. And we are both Washington state bound. I was born and raised here. She was not. I've been here for like five years, so. So She's been around. She's been around. here. (laughs) But because today is a special episode with it not only being Halloween, but our very first, we decided to start with a bang and have Our, you know, killer today be someone a lot of you know. He's a very popular one for all the wrong reasons. (laughs) All the wrong reasons. All the wrong reasons. (laughs) This serial killer, and I found this so interesting and gross. This serial killer is known to have said, choking is what I did and I was pretty good at it. Let that sink in. (laughs) (laughs) What a brag, right? What? Carly, who are we talking about today? We are talking about the
1: one and only... (laughs) Green River Killer.
0: Yes, Gary Ridgway. Yes. A lot of people probably would assume, you know, like, oh, Ted Bundy. No, he's mentioned, but he is not the star of today's show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we are starting off with this guy, this interesting man, (laughs) this one of a kind. But um, I think that to get this thing started, we'll kind of go through some early life background, where he came from, who he was, go into um, kind of the... Early life, like how we
0: started, because, you know, you don't just pop out of the womb with a (laughs) knife in hand ready to go. There's an argument for that. (laughs) I stand corrected. Nature versus nurture, there's an argument for it, but that's not what we're talking about right now.
1: So we've got some... Lots of cool things to talk about. Lots of interesting things to talk about. We'll go into some of his uh, trial and what's going on today as well.
0: Big disclaimer for this case. Yes. I want to mention this. Uh, it is a bit gruesome. I know a lot of you here are true crime enthusiasts, and you're like, we can handle anything. But for those of you, you know, who always can't, uh, this, you know, case does feature necrophilia, big yuck. Uh, child abuse, even bigger yuck. Uh, Obviously, murder and uh, I think that was it. Murder, necrophilia, child abuse, all the the bad things. (laughs) It just features bad things. So just be warned, okay? If it's something you're uncomfortable with, definitely maybe skip this one and we will see you guys next time because we don't plan to go anywhere.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll be here for a while. But yes, so
0: kicking this off. Yes. I have so many thoughts and opinions on a lot of this space, <laughs> of which you will all be hearing. We're going to get
1: passionate, I promise. <laughs> I
0: promise. I have so much. Mm. Okay. Yes. So, Gary Ridgway, born in 1950, uh 49, 49. He was right before the 50s, right before the 50s in February. So, gross. We're birthday buddies. Not day, <laughs> but birthday month buddies. But, um... I didn't find out too much about his dad. I want to spend some time focusing on his mother. But his dad, I know for a fact, was very vocal about his dislike for sex workers. He, I don't know if it was for religious reasons or if he just thought their business was gross and whatever. And if that's the case, like, mind your own business. Let them (laughs) live their life. But I know there was a lot of religious people who thought very poorly of them because, you know, not really supposed to be selling your body, according to God. Like <laughs> it's a temple, treat it as such. But yes, <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't hear too much about his dad, which yeah. makes me assume he either wasn't around too much because I know he's in the picture. I just don't think he was around too much. Maybe from working, or maybe he just didn't play as prominent in a role in Gary. Yeah, Richie it sounds life. like
1: his dad was mostly just um always there. But he was a bus driver, and then also looks like he was a part time mortuary worker. So we'll see. I did not know that. I did not (laughs) know that. (laughs) How that plays out into his life as well.
0: Yeah. So his mother, however, Gary, got some words. <laughs> the, I mm, listen. I got thoughts and opinions. Okay, I do believe very, very strongly that parents play a role in children's upbringing, but especially mothers. And thankfully, Carly and I are both blessed to have amazing mothers. One hundred percent. Very kind. I Shout love,
1: out, mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love you guys. You're awesome. But Gary Ridgway was not as lucky. I know that his mother. Was uh, I feel like possessive in his later life, yeah. and how controlling she was over some of his like finances and like just life in general. But she was abusive to him when he was a child. He uh, would wet his bed. I know at even at late, later years, like in his teens, like yeah. at 13, he was still wetting the bed, and his mother would uh, she would like take up the sheets, and then she'd insist on cleaning his genitals for him. Thanks, Mom. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's not weird. Maybe don't do
0: that at 13 years old. But, it, it like, that's yucky. That's super gross. That's not, mm, like, I don't like that. Um, and due to these, like, since it's such a developmental, like, time in his life, like, this obviously caused some issues. And Gary Ridgway would, like, later in his life, say that he had conflicting feelings towards his mother yeah he had you know like anger and a weird sexual attraction to him to where he had many thoughts about killing his mother never did and I should like say oh I wish you would have but like never did <laughs> yeah but he did think about it he did have thoughts on it and horribly enough due to some of these confused feelings that he had about his mother in his teenage years when he was 16 years old He lured a six-year-old boy into the woods and stabbed him in the liver. And he said he did that to feel what stabbing was like. That's what he said, a quote. He did that to feel (laughs) what stabbing was like. And he also, quote, wanted to know what it felt like to kill someone. Can we talk about that? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, first of all, I need to mention, thankfully, he did not kill the six-year-old boy. He survived. He had like a huge incision, like a foot long, over his liver. He survived, thankfully. Like, my goodness. Oh, yeah. um...
1: <laughs> Let me talk about the fact that it, all these articles mention this and they discuss, like, oh, here's a little pivotal moment in his life that could have potentially been a. Hugh but no one he wasn't ever punished
0: I don't think for
1: anything. It
0: seems like so it mentioned in so many articles when I was doing all the research for this again and like really diving back into it it was mentioned in almost everything I yeah. read but nothing came of it like he wasn't arrested he wasn't questioned no one ever like asked him it just seemed like every kind of went like oh he wasn't weird yeah he you know everyone described him as pretty like chill, like, maybe not chill, but they didn't describe him as a stereotypical serial killer or somebody that you would think would grow up to be one. There wasn't, Mm -hmm. like, bouts of anger. There wasn't, you know, abusive behavior toward his siblings or animals. Um, So at 16, the stabbing of that little boy uh, was his first, like, violent act, and it's mentioned everywhere, but I, I don't I don't know if you guys can, but I we didn't find anything about him getting in trouble for that or getting questioned about that. No, like, he was
1: literally killing, trying to kill him.
0: He tried. He did definitely try. Didn't succeed, thankfully. But walked away making it a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little boy did say, like, later on to police that when Ridgway left, he, like, threw his head back and was laughing and seemed to be thoroughly enjoying himself. Which is horrifying.
1: And if that's coming out of nowhere, because no other signs growing up, then that's definitely a trigger. Um, Exactly.
0: Like, you know that that started. We should be paying attention
1: to this guy now.
0: (laughs) I also want to mention kind of weird that uh, he lured a six year old boy. Yeah. Because all of his other victims that he did eventually murder were women. Yeah, I don't so know where if, did this guy come from. I don't know <laughs> if that was like a victim of opportunity or somebody close to him or how that came to be. I just found it interesting that he was a boy. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is something I swear to you, I will go on tangents about. I apologize in advance, but it's something that both Carly and I found frustrating. Sorry. When you know describing Gary Ridgway. Every article, every police report, everybody said this guy had a low IQ. His IQ was measured in the 80s. So they're like, hey, he's not smart. And fine, whatever. It's being said to, you know, degrade him and make him just seem like a lowly loser killing people. But some of the evidence doesn't support that. (laughs) Like, he would take precautionary measures. He wasn't... Just like announcing these murders. He wasn't killing close to him in order to be uh, caught and found. He evaded police. He was like, let go the first time. Like, I'll get into it later. I just want to mention that it's something that's going to bother me. But like, they mentioned that he barely graduated high school. His IQ was so low. Um... Like, after he left high school, he went into the Navy. He went into yeah. the Navy. Mm-hmm. Married his, like, high school sweetheart, I guess if you could call it that. They got married at, like, 19. Barely, I don't even think they lasted a full year or barely over a year. They both... Yeah, very short. Very <laughs> short. She cheated on him. He cheated on her with sex workers. It was just not good. Um, And that just, that that ended really, really quickly.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, to, like, kind of piggyback on her IQ thing, it just doesn't make sense why... All these articles and all these people are always so degrading about that because most other serial killers or just murderers in general, they always pronounce, oh, they had a high IQ, they're very smart, they got away with everything. Charismatic,
0: handsome, you know, like, oh, it makes sense that they got away with it for so long. It's it's like, you're insulting the man, (laughs) and I need to stress, I'm not defending him, he's a yucky person, he deserves to rot in prison, he's a terrible person. But I also don't get why they were so adamant about saying, like, hey, he has a low IQ. Like, they weren't, like, hey, he had a low IQ, but still got away with this. Like, isn't yeah. that bonkers? It was just, hey, he has a low IQ. It's Like, okay. And. But he still did all of these things, these terrible things, and got away with it for a really for long so time. long. He was outsmarting very smart detectives, so he can't be that dumb. hmm Anyway, let's get into the good part, the part that you're all here to hear about. <laughs> Carly, please, tell us what this man did. We got
1: some interesting storyline for this guy so it looks like the very first body ever found in the green river which by the way is so close to home for us i drove past <laughs> it on
0: a trip with my boyfriend and it oh like it's it, close let's just say that. it's close it's close to us and i mm, it's very scary Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> going through there all the time to know what happened mm, yeah it's mm. So it looks like of July of 1982, the very first body was found in the Green River in King County, Washington. So this um, woman, uh, Wendy Lecofield, is was just a troubled teen, and she ended up being strangled by her underwear and tossed into the rind- into the river. So hence the very name of the Green River Killer. So it looks like she became the first of a killing spree lasting from 1982 until the 90s and let's kind of go into a little bit about um the green river killer's mo of sorts so most of his victims ended up being either sex workers or very young runaways hitchhikers along the area and route of his work and
0: home life see it's people this is again bleeds into the iq thing i'm sorry i have to mention it like this is a thing People always say like, hey, you know, sex workers are easy to abduct because usually families don't report them missing. uh, People don't notice when they're gone. And it's not unusual for them to get into a strange car and disappear into the night. Yeah. But he targeted these people and these poor women because one, he knew that they couldn't be found easily or traced Mm -hmm. as easily and they wouldn't be as highly missed as other women, which sad, unfortunate. Yes. Uh, and obviously, because he had his own thoughts and feelings about <laughs> sex workers.
1: Yeah. So it just doesn't really make much sense in the way that he chose them as victims. But um like I said, it was just along his route to and from work. There was um, lots of he kind of named it hunting ground. Like it was great hunting ground in the sense that it was just so accessible for him. And along the way, lots of reports of women and girls had come to notice as disappearing or where they were finding skeletal remains and happening. And so they were being found along the Green River and as well as SeaTac, or um, if you're not from Washington area, that is the Seattle-Tacoma airport area and so their victims were becoming from ranging really from like about 12 years old to 31 years old and so there was a good a good span he was kind of not targeting a specific age or anything of the sort. I think the
0: young so like the older women were usually the sex workers and the younger women were the runaways. Yeah. That I mean I, I don't know they probably were beaver reporting missing but just yeah, like hey as... they're gone like they'll come back eventually. <laughs> but he put a lot of his bodies along the Green River. I know eventually like once he kind of knew that the police were looking for him and he knew about the names and everything um He would, you know, he'd transport some of his Mm -hmm. bodies. He drove some of them to Oregon or he'd he'd dump a body and then come back later and move it. False trail. Again, bleeding into that IQ thing. I don't know why. I'm just so... It makes me (laughs) abnormally frustrated. Um...
1: Why go into all that work if you're not smart? <laughs> well, <laughs> right?
0: Why, why go into all that work, too? Like, if you, if you didn't care or if you were too stupid to do this and get away with it, like a lot of these articles suggested, he wouldn't have been able to do this as long as he did. And that's what's maybe so frustrating about it. It's not, like, give credit where credit's due because, again, I don't want to idolize him or praise him. But it's just frustrating. Like, I wish that they would mention something about how, hey, this IQ, his IQ is low, but he would learn. He'd learn what to do and what to look out for. In yeah. order to disguise some of his uh, crimes later on, he'd put false, like, evidence, like cigarette buds or gum that he got out of the trash and put it around the corpses to give, like, false DNA or other people's DNA. So,
1: yeah, definitely not a key, like example of someone with low iq whatsoever and we kind of want to dig into a little bit more about um yes he was married multiple times so yes. after that first wife just didn't pan out so great <laughs>
0: yeah that was a quick and easy quick and easy you know marriage and divorce um he was married to his second wife the one he had a child with the second yes. wife is the one he had a child with
1: he is the father. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so she, I guess, like just kind of in their marriage is when things started picking up as far as the murders. And so, coming from her side, of course, she had no idea whatsoever. She had no idea. The whole time.
0: She did say that he would, like, their marriage started to deteriorate when, like, he would take her into the woods and, like, yeah. sneak up behind her and scare her. And there was at least one time for sure that he did choke her yeah she reported. He, he did try he, i don't know if that was to kill her or to scare her but he did later say that he wanted to kill his second wife and possibly even his son but said he decided against it because he didn't want to kill anybody close to him in order to avoid getting caught yeah <laughs> not hey like i love this woman she was like the mother of my child or i love my kid it's like you know what Probably shouldn't kill them. That's a little too close to home. It'd be a little sus. Like it'd be
1: a little suspicious. <laughs> and this is all coming from. Go back again to his relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. She was very controlling over his life. Even as a married man, she was still involved in making decisions for him, making and, decisions for their marriage. Didn't she like uh, play a role in their finances? Wasn't yeah. she the one that was like in charge she was, of their like, finances, taking over? And, of course, you know, maybe he was okay with it, but, of course, his wife was definitely like, well, no, he... I can't compete with this. He's
0: like, well, yeah, like, weird. Like, I'd want to be buying my things in peace. Like, <laughs> mom-in-law, like, leave me alone.
1: Definitely. So, she's got some interesting habits, too. Like, they didn't they didn't work out, of course. Um, that did, did end up in divorce, as well. But
0: Oh, he also said, the fun fact about that, he didn't want to have a second divorce. He didn't want to, like, stay married, which is why he talked about killing his wife. But he said one of the indicators or, you know, reasons why he's like, hey, maybe I should kill my wife, my second wife, is because he didn't want to be known as a, quote, loser with two divorces.
1: Yeah. Well, you still were one, so. (laughs) That didn't go horrible. Um, But, yeah, so they ended up breaking up and divorcing and... Um, his third wife actually met through what was called, um, see if I can go back and find this, uh, met at a Parents Without Partners kind of group. So he so, met his third
0: wife because of his son that he had with his second wife.
1: Yes. So that was in, um, 1985. So that had been, he had just kind of started his little career, if you will, and things were not panning out with his second wife there, they divorced. He met somebody else. They're getting married, and he's still active in his night job or morning job, um, <laughs> going back and forth. But um, back to those uh, murders in throughout his career, it looks like that most of his victims were often found nude, and some were sexually assaulted. And it looks like he they even were, like, posed. posed. I yeah. think some of
0: them were posed.
1: So he was definitely not just a thrill seeker in the sense of, like, get it done and move on to the next. He had some sort of relationship.
0: Well, he'd come back and visit them afterwards for yucky reasons. But he would kill somebody, you know, these poor women, and then dump their bodies, pose their bodies, whatever... And then he would come back to visit them after, you know, they're dead, they're d- disposed of. And he'd come back and visit them to oh, gross, have sex with their deceased bodies. He would engage in, in necrophilia, and he said to investigators, Hey, you know, live or dead, it doesn't feel different for me. It was just a way to, like... I don't know what the good word is for it, but he would basically go and have sex with previous victims of his in order to curb his, like, thirst to kill again. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I I did that because I have a really strong urge to, you know, hurt somebody again, and visiting their bodies kind of helped, like, calm him down, I guess. And I wonder if maybe, (laughs) and we talked about this a bit earlier, I wonder if there was, like, stressors or triggers that he had, maybe, like, where his wife... Because where is this coming from? Yeah, yeah. refuse like, his sexual advances because good old Gary here, a pen. I wonder if, like, maybe something as small as, like, his wife rejecting, like, a sexual advance would make him go back out and revisit a, a, you know, corpse that he had disposed of. Yeah. To violate them in that way. I'm not, like, I'm not sure. But he'd also, like, bring his wife and his girlfriends close to dump sight, which I found to be gross but interesting.
1: It was, definitely. So as these things are progressing and more and more bodies are showing up, they police, I mean, were actually starting to develop a full-on task force just for for this man. (laughs) Like, if you start getting more and more bodies, that's a serial killer on our hands. Mm -hmm. So the Green River Task Force was formed by police, and they started to investigate the murders and were starting to try to develop a suspect list. You know, who could be causing Anybody? so much chaos to this town? Um, and, of course, they could have maybe picked up DNA, but at the time, there wasn't really sophisticated computer systems to aid in that kind of research. Nothing like that. They now. didn't have, yeah. They definitely didn't have ways to easily identify people. So much evidence was going off of like basic options that they had witnesses
0: yeah. if there were any yeah like really there wasn't too much mm-hmm. i mean even like the evidence that they were collecting that had dna on it was usually dropped by ridgeway and yeah, so not that valuable was
1: definitely throwing them off the trail they were definitely attempting their best at trying to figure out what's going on how do we find this guy and Let's kind of dig into something very interesting here. (laughs) We've got... So, as you may or may not have heard, you definitely should have, of Ted Bundy. This guy, another serial killer, was in prison at the time. So, they had recently caught this guy, and he's in prison. He's doing his time and whatnot.
0: He was spilling the beans about his own murders in order to avoid death row, which he did not, (laughs) by the way. Didn't help him. But there is... Uh, it was funny, when I was reading some articles about this, there, it'd be like, how Ted Bundy helped catch you know America's most ne- nefarious killer. And I'm like, oh wow, way to like, discredit Ted Bundy. But no, it's isn't that crazy that two of these super prominent serial killers, like well-known serial killers, actually played a role? Well, at least one of them did, in the others. Ted Bundy legitimately did help catch the Green, yeah. uh, Sounds green River like, Killer.
1: Right as he was put on death row, Ted Bundy was like, Hey, guys, I'll help you. So that was in October of 1983. He was trying to give them some sort of evidence or some sort of leads into how they can find this other guy because they were desperate. Bodies were turning up quick.
0: Yeah, and they didn't have too much to go off of. And I'm pretty sure, don't 100% quote me on this, but wasn't Ted Bundy the one who told police, hey, if you find a fresh body stake it out. Don't disturb it. Leave yeah. it as is. He's going to come back to it. And that's how you're going to catch him. Like, mm-hmm. wasn't he the one who basically said, Hey, he's the one he's going to keep like, I don't do that. Of course. No, no, not <laughs> me. But your killer is going to come back to relive his, you know, murder. He's mm-hmm. going to come back to relive what he did.
1: Yeah. And lots of articles that I've been reading had kind of mentioned where he was digging into, you know, a serial killer's mind, and he was, like, allegedly telling on himself and his actions that he had done but mm-hmm. hadn't confessed to. So he was like, yeah, serial killers, killers in general, they've got this sort of demeanor about them. Um, I know it first-hand experience. This is how I would have done, mm-hmm. or of that sort. But, of course, you know, never me
0: this um. is what I would have done, but not me. I didn't do this, of course not, no. Yeah.
1: It's like, you're on death row, dude. <laughs> we don't have to much to hide at this point. But, um... So, yeah, they actually end up... Police ended up using him to aid their investigation to find this guy. So, it looks like um, around that time is when police were finding victims, and they were placed in groups, and they were finding more and more and more. And in 19... Of around eighty-two, eighty-three. 83 or Gary Ridgway was actually arrested for a um, sex worker and prostitution charge.
0: Yes, so he was, like, caught, and they did, I think, I don't think they interviewed him about the murders, but he was like, let go, like, they're like, okay.
1: A different, whole nother Whole nother thing, whole
0: nother thing. They let him go, and I know that a couple years later in 87... He was a suspect because somebody, a witness, ID'd his Mm -hmm. truck, or a truck that was similar to Ridgway, saying that they saw a victim who later turned up dead getting into a car that resembled Ridgway. Yeah,
1: Um, and there wasn't much to that at the time, too, mm -mm. because, like, they kind of had proof that he was, you know, um, essentially, you know, purchasing or whatever, you know, sex workers. So he had that sort of history going, so they were like, okay, you know, obviously... He could have just been one of those guys that was yeah. picking up these girls. Yep. And, um, not, and not anything related to murder.
0: Well, they brought him in, though. Yeah, to definitely. To their credit, they did bring him in. Like, yay for that police work, boo for this police work. They let him in. He passed a polygraph test, which, I mean, if you know how to lie, you know how to not stress <laughs> You're yourself out about a liars. That's not going to be hard. That's yeah. not going to be hard.
1: So, when people get so, like, shocked and like, what? He passed that? How could he do that?
0: Not it's surprising. really not that
1: hard. Not surprising. Yeah, it's definitely. If you know what you're doing and you have such an ease and calmness about what you're doing and you don't think things are wrong, there's no reason to lie.
0: Or feel or like you're lying. Is, yeah. Or you're just good at lying. I mean,
1: really, for real. <laughs> One of but
0: those. they let him go because they pass, he passed the polygraph test, which is frustrating. Like,
1: but, actually, they ended up releasing him with taking saliva samples They did take his and DNA. Hair. They did so, take his
0: DNA. They did do that, which later led to the conviction that he had in, like, 2001. So yes. good on them for that.
1: That <laughs> yes. was important. They've got some evidence <laughs> of sorts, some DNA. And so it looks like in 2001, a little switcheroo happened with the um, task force and some new investigators were put on the case. It'd been, you know, a decade or so. So, you know... People are moving on in life. They're moving around in the police department. So new investigators took over the case. And with this new um, computer software research tactics that we now have, they were able to match DNA. Yes. And so they were able to take that sample that they had collected a couple years prior and arrested Ridgeway. But they actually ended up using what we kind of mentioned earlier, Ted Bundy's. Advice or, or profile. Yeah. yeah, his. They were like, okay. Ted Bunyan told him many times, kind of stake out these things. Like go back to those sites. If you want to catch sites. this guy, yeah. this
0: is how you do it. This is so, where he's gonna be.
1: After, looks like he was arrested on November 30th of 2001, and they were able to connect him to four women. So four victims with his DNA.
0: Like for sure, Z. So like, for hey, sure, man, he's we, the one. We know that this is you. We have your DNA. <laughs> little did they know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not just four here we got going on. So during the trial, uh, it took a little while, but during 2003, the trial, Ridgeway pled guilty. But not just to those four. He pled guilty to the murders of 48 women yes. that were suspected and claimed there was more. There was more out there to be found. And several yes. different articles range from like 70s to 90 people yeah, in so total he,
0: he was convicted he confessed to 48 49 women and then yeah. said hey there's more and I, like the articles we read some would say 70 uh in total others would say 90 so let's just shoot for the happy medium there <laughs> and say between 70 and 90 more victims like a lot a lot of people
1: there's a lot going on so, to avoid that death penalty, which, by the way, let's kind of talk about How I- Ted Bundy. How ironic.
0: How? <laughs> How ironic. Poor Ted, oh, not boy. poor Ted Bundy, I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> Ted Bundy would, uh, I remember when he got caught, and I remember watching that Netflix uh, special about him. Yeah. Uh, he did not want to die. He did not want to have, uh, you know, he did not want to be on death row. And he said, hey, like I'll tell you about my murders. I'll aid you guys and you know, criminal theory like I'll tell you all I about me. You. Yeah. I got he, he, you. Know, he boasted I am someone to study. If you kill me you're gonna lose all that evidence so you should you know take me off death row and I'll just be in prison for the rest of my life. That naughty dude he you know, would get out of prison so it's probably smart that he died. <laughs> but uh, how yeah. ironic is it? We're They're laughing. like
1: death penalty. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And then for Ridgway, they're like, death penalty? I mean, maybe. Nah. Maybe. Like, maybe not. Tell us what you know first. You've got a lot of on your plate, so we'll keep you around.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and it, I mean, it's good that they did because they were able to find and give closure to a lot of those women. Yeah, like, they it definitely was, did. It was a lot. And that's like horrifying that it was that much.
1: So he definitely escaped that whole death penalty to help the police locate the remains of victims. That just hadn't been discovered yet. And it looks like his actual sentence was 48, roughly 48 consecutive prison sentences. So
0: for life? Like, Essentially. He's going, he's going to be yeah. in there for a couple lifetimes. Like
1: forever and ever. And he was sentenced into the Washington State Penitentiary, and they were like, Yep, this guy, he's here for life, not getting out ever and ever and ever. Oh yeah,
0: everyone thought, for sure, gonna be locked up Mm -hmm. till the day he dies, old and wrinkly, gonna die in that prison cell, like he should.
1: (laughs) But let's talk about some new occurrences.
0: Yeah, 2020's been a crazy year.
1: Let's just say that. Literally,
0: like, the apocalypse this year. But one of the most fascinating things, and one of the scariest things, personally, to happen in 2020 is, and if you didn't know this, like, my lord, they almost let him out.
1: Can you believe that? (laughs)
0: Like, I'm laughing because I'm enraged and uncomfortable. They almost (laughs) let him out. It was a very small vote. It was a very small vote that kept it in. like five to four. Yeah,
1: very small. The only reason that was even possible in this sort of scenario was because prisoners were actually starting to... Riot in a sense, Mm -hmm. or sue the DOC for improperly addressing COVID-19. Yes. So they're like, you guys aren't keeping us safe in here. We demand, you know, our rights too. Which, my personal opinion, is they're just there. So whatever happens, happens to you. You're in prison. That's the thing. Like, we don't care about you. <laughs> we don't care <laughs> anymore. <laughs> if you die from, you know, whatever. Just kidding. But, <laughs> but they were on, like on strike essentially, and we're like, this isn't okay. Lots of deaths because of COVID, mm-hmm. and it was it was going through the prison. So they have, you know. Well,
0: and that was also in April when this was yeah. being discussed, and everything shut down at the end of March. Like it, and mm-hmm. we learned about COVID really in like the middle of march and then by the end of march we were all in like that two-week quarantine for the states like washington that had so so many cases yeah we still have so many cases where carly and i are we're still in like phase two Mm -hmm. we haven't moved um so the only reason that they were like hey this is serious and they were like seriously discussing it is because around april there was so many deaths and so many cases and they were worried that prisoners would just be dropping left and right
1: yeah so i think probably just reason why that had gotten into the Supreme Court was reviewing these arguments. So, you know, you've got people who are actual families and victim families of these people who have been killed by this guy and other inmates that were definitely um, vicious, (laughs) you know, definitely had some bodies count going on there. And they're like, no way, Jose, is this guy coming out of prison for what he's done that's no chance so the police and the supreme court were working with each other trying to figure out how they could try to stop the spread of the um, virus and still maintain people in there that should definitely stay in there and it looks like the attorney general's office and victims were definitely expressing their concern that the state's most dangerous people were going to be put back on the streets And, of course, they were trying to make all these rules like, oh, maybe they'll just be people who are over 50. um, Maybe those who are just health conditions. And maybe those who just have, you know, 18 months or less. But that was included with these scary people. Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, he's over 50. Yeah, I'm sure he has health conditions. But he also murdered up to possibly 90 women. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, he's not a lot out of there. (laughs) So, all of these decisions were being made, these arguments were being suppressed and trying to push back that divided the, definitely divided the Washington Supreme Court, but in the end, they won to keep them in locked up, five to four vote, which is so close. That's
0: so close. Like, this is the thing. Can you imagine? Yeah. Walking out on the street, she's like, oh, good old Gary, back at it
1: again. (laughs) Seriously. Like, there's a huge percentage chance that he would have just went right back to
0: Exactly. Fun fact, fun fact. Carly and I have known each other for about a year, and she and I have always been very close. Like, I loved Carly the second I met her. And we've always talked about cases with each other and the criminal justice system, because it's both our field of study. Yes. But literally, that fact alone is what made this podcast come it to did. We were talking. That- <laughs> we were talking at work. Guess what happened,
1: guys. <laughs> we were talking
0: at work, and we mentioned it, and started talking about all these horrible things that he did, And one of our coworkers mentioned that they would listen to us if we had a podcast. And we both looked at each other and said, why do we not? Why do we not? So that horrible fact, uh, like the Green River Killer almost got out. That horrible fact is what this... It it, it, it came to be. It came to be because of that. Which is terrifying in itself. But, like, that's just horrible. Uh, And it's something that will forever make me mad. I don't understand people in our criminal justice system sometimes. No,
1: there's no way. So we've kind of thought that maybe... Because the story is just absolutely crazy in a sense. Like, even that just fact alone. Yeah. We want to hear you guys' thoughts. We do. So, I, I
0: need to know. Like, yes. I... <laughs> we're so... Are you in this. about
1: this? Like, we want to know. If you're how. in favor, let's have some talk.
0: Let's have some, talks let's have some words. But that's, that's so crazy to me. I yucky big yuck all around for all of this I don't like it like when I found out about that it made me big girl tired like it (laughs) exhausted me it made me big girl tired I had to go lay down
1: (laughs) (laughs) my head overload breaking I can't no function what oh my goodness (laughs) it's crazy so yes we definitely want to hear your thoughts on maybe there's this case in general what are your thoughts on this guy and we want to mention we do have a Facebook page for you guys so we post Crazy things all the time.
0: All the time. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Like, this is... We're kind of wrapping up here. That was the crazy story of Gary Ridgway, the, the Green, Green River, River Killer. Killer. Um, obviously, a well-known t- case. Obviously, everybody's heard about it. But, I mean, it's Halloween. It's spooky, scary season. It's, like, the scariest day of the year. And true crime is honestly the scariest thing because goose... D- goose? Ghosts? <laughs> ghosts I'm to say goblins. But ghosts and goblins... <laughs> They, you know, who knows? They might be real. They might not be. But this is real. This is real. Yeah. This really happened. And this man, this monster does exist. So I ha- I really, I really enjoyed. I enjoyed looking this stuff up. I enjoyed learning about it, even though a lot of it did make me like, hmm. <laughs>
1: That's why I was so happy when we decided to make this podcast. With, like somebody else who understands mm-hmm. my weird obsession if that's, you would. Yeah, that's about. why we're so excited
0: for you guys to be here with us and Starting. share that with us. Like, yes. uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. But yes, we do have a Facebook and an Instagram page. Our Facebook will be featuring weekly Tuesday talk updates where you'll get to see Carly and I instead of just hear us um, and listen to short little 10 minute segments that we'll be doing and we'll be posting updates there. But be sure yes. to follow. Follow us and keep up to date with all this because we will be posting Friday weekly updates for you guys. So we'll get to talk every week and you'll get to interact with us on Facebook.
1: Yeah, and we're definitely going to kind of give you a chance here mm-hmm. because of this whole crafting
0: thing we're We've doing. We've been making crafts this whole time, I promise. <laughs> you haven't been hearing it, but like the beads are really quiet. Like
1: <laughs> We're working on stuff, but it looks like we will be doing, we kind of mentioned in a video we had posted on our Facebook page and whatnot, um, that you can win these crafts. And one of those is guessing what our episode is gonna be about.
0: Yes. Guessing or suggesting a good one. We mm-hmm. asked before we posted this episode like who people wanted to hear, you know, we what wrote suggestions. Yeah, we yeah. wrote down all of them. There were so many. We have a couple good stories for you guys ahead. This is not nepotism or favoritism. But my cousin or Lauren it. Yeah <laughs> Okay. But my cousin Lauren and my mother both guessed that we would probably be doing uh Gary Ridgeway because <laughs> It runs in the family they're smart ladies so uh the crafts for you guys are definitely optional uh we will be posting and telling you guys what crafts we're doing and you can let us know like and hey, maybe not that one or heck yeah i want that one mm-hmm. but mom lauren you guys don't get a choice like <laughs> you get my You're crafts. Getting these crafts. they're made with love so you guys are getting them
1: um, <laughs> yes and um dad is <laughs> a side note I've been giving you clues for like two weeks, and you never guessed this. You've had so many chances. You don't win my candy corn.
0: I, I, I tried to talk her out of it. I think you're amazing. Both, her dad has been one of our biggest supporters. He helped like do test runs for this yes. podcast, you guys. So He played Kate. <laughs> he, he did. He Make did. sure that you're up to date on what we're doing. We're fun gals. See what we're up we to. We like to have fun. <laughs> we like to talk
1: crime, and we love to craft. So, this is us. This is what we're doing. We hope that you follow along on this journey that we've got started here.
0: I think we did a pretty good job, Carly. I, I think we did a pretty good job.
1: <laughs> so, hands clapping for our very first episode
0: happy halloween you guys yes and as always stay safe safe out out there. there